0: From Visalia, California, I'm Elise Zachary, and this is Every Good Gift. Every Good Gift is a podcast series that invites guests to tell their story about their gift. There's a concept that has always been kind of interesting to me, and it's found several times in the scriptures. So in Matthew 25, 29, it says, For unto everyone that hath shall be given and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And what it implies is a person who's willing to receive more shall be given more, and a person who's not willing to receive more, eventually they they lose what they have. And what made me think of that today is actually the concept of gratitude. So gratitude, Martin Seligman he is considered the the founder of positive psychology and the reason why is he took uh humanistic psychology which was more of a philosophy field and applied the scientific method to it to see if we can measure the things that increase happiness the, the things that increase well-being or high functioning in humans and so he's done extensive um research and there's just tons of data and Tens of testing that they've done and one of the findings that they had regarding gratitude. He said, at the dispositional level, grateful people report higher levels of positive emotions, life satisfaction, vitality, and optimism, and lower levels of depression and stress. The disposition toward gratitude appears to enhance pleasant feeling states more than it diminishes unpleasant emotions. Grateful people do not deny or ignore the negative, negative aspects of life. So what he's saying is their findings found that gratitude increases the capacity for us to experience positive emotions. And so while it might not necessarily diminish the negative emotions we we feel as a part of life, it enha- enhances our capacity to feel more of the positive. And I find this this principle really correlates to what the Savior was teaching in Matthew 25. So today I wanted to share with you one strategy, one one method of increasing your capacity to experience gratitude, and that is um, actually also created by Martin Seligman or, or something that he recommends, and it's the three good things. So at the end of each day, before you go to sleep, write down three things that went well today. I also recommend three things that went well and why. So for example, um, I, if I were to write down something that went well today, I could write today, I was able to make a birthday cake for my daughter, Lauren. And when I think about why I was able to do that, I recall, oh, it's because my daughter Kira cleaned the kitchen and that allowed me the time to be able to make this birthday cake. So it kind of doubles our expansion of gratitude by also including other factors, too, that might have allowed us to experience this good thing. So what they found is as you do this before you go to sleep, um, it continues to have an effect on our brains while we're sleeping because we're thinking about this these things that went well and i started this practice a couple of years ago and what was so surprising to me about it was after a while i noticed when problems would arise as they do every day my brain shifted and i always looked at things as problems arose as okay well there's a solution and I always felt like there was always a solution. And I think it's because I had trained my brain to look back and view the things that had happened in a positive light, which helps us overcome that negative bias that we as humans tend to have when we're thinking back on the past of uh, the you know previous day, we have this automatic negative bias towards things. So this gratitude practice helps us to develop a positive bias. And so as we do this, this expands our our capacity to receive more of the good. I am excited to have my friend Amanda here today. Amanda is the founder of Break the Mold Dyslexia Awareness. She has a bachelor's degree in special education and administration, as well as certifications in dyslexia, autism, speaking, and financial coaching. Amanda is passionate about teaching women to power partner with God, understand the purpose of money, and to boldly step into financial, spiritual, and emotional abundance. Amanda teaches tools that allow women to become financially secure so that they can change their families,
1: communities, and the world for
0: the better. Thanks, Amanda,
1: for coming today. Oh my word, Elise, I am so excited to be here and so excited about the work that you do and that I get to be part of it.
0: Aw, thank you. So
1: today, Amanda, can you tell us your your gift story? Yes. Oh my word. I am so grateful that we have such a such an incredible Heavenly Father who so willingly just bestows gifts upon us. So my story is about, there was one time when I was needing a blessing. I was needing an emergency surgery. And so I always seek out blessings before I have surgeries. So I had this blessing and in the blessing, I was told that my heavenly father was very proud of a lot of the decisions that I had made in my life. And a lot of those reasons being, you know, just choices that I have made. And because he was so excited about the choices that I had made. He wanted to bestow a gift upon me. And the gift that he was going to give me was the gift of teaching. Now, at the time, I had just started my teaching career and I had no idea what I was doing, right? I was like, oh, I'm going to go be this teacher. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. And I studied and I did all of the things. And then I got my first class and all of the kids come running in and I was like, oh my word, they all have ADHD and I don't know what to do, right? So, um in the in the midst of all of this i was being observed and the people that were observing me my mentors would always have feedback for me right like hey you could improve if you did this and this and this so fast forward almost a year into my teaching i get this blessing and this gift of teaching is bestowed upon me that he wants to give me this gift and so he's going to give me this gift of teaching and I felt it immediately. It was something that I just knew. Like, I was like, wow, I have the gift of teaching. So I go into my classroom and within a month, I get re right? So the same mentors come in and they, they observe me. This time it was so different. When we ended, they left me a card and they said, oh my word, we just learned from you you are a phenomenal teacher and all of a sudden they were bringing people in to observe me to watch me they were having me do professional developments they were having me teach other teachers it was amazing to see this gift just right there and i have loved it and ever since i i feel it if i'm asked to give a relief study lesson i know that i can rely on this gift that he's given me that's
0: incredible that's so, what's so unusual about that kind of a gift is I feel like a lot of times we're we're born with gifts or we develop gifts. So they either we've just always known them or we've had a hand
1: in the development of a gift, but this was totally different, right? Yeah. This was a give me. I feel like this was a total, because I hear what you're saying. There are a lot of gifts that I've had to, you have this gift, but now you have to develop the gift, mm-hmm. right? You have to work at it. You have right. to show me, right? You have to put in work too. This was a give me gift. This was a complete I'm going to give you the gift of teaching and you are going to have many people walk in your classroom and they are going to observe you. They're going to be so impressed. And I've had board members in my room more than most people have in their room, right? Because they've just flocked. They just flocked to my classroom and it was a complete give me. And it was amazing to me. I've never had any other gift just be a give me gift.
0: Wow. Kind of makes me wonder if, um, you had this gift given to you, and because of that, the the Lord opened all these other opportunities, right? Like, it's pretty incredible to go from just regular teacher, just learning, and then having all these board members come in. So what are some thoughts
1: or or realizations you've had since having this gift? Well, one is that... I, because I have this gift, there's a responsibility with it. And that's been really key to me. No matter where I'm at, when I'm called to teach, I know that it's it's my voice, but it's his message. It's his teaching. And so I'm very, very careful with when I am preparing, like I, like I, I don't take that gift for granted, right? I know that it was a give me gift. I was able to do it. And, and it's been amazing to me to watch as I've stepped into that space So I, within 10 years of my teaching career, I went from teacher to, um, program manager, where I was teaching all of the teachers within a school district. So I, the doors just opened up. Hmm. And for me, I, I knew that I had to be humble about that gift, right? I knew that It was about me helping other people now hone that gift of teaching that they are seeking to do and to have. So I think that's been the biggest realization for me is every time we get that gift and we develop that gift, there's a responsibility that comes with that gift.
0: Yeah, that's so true. So how do you feel that your gift has been a blessing to other people?
1: Mm -hmm. That is a great question. I probably should have asked you this ahead of time. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's good. How is it a blessing to other people? Um, Well, one, I feel like my teaching style is very different than most people's. I have the material in front of me, but I am such a storyteller. And so I'm able to, I'm, I'm all about engagement. I love to engage those that I'm teaching. So because I've learned that and because I have this gift of teaching and I'm always thinking, how does a savior do this? How does he is the master teacher? What is he doing? And how does he hone that? And so even though it was a give me gift, I am constantly honing it to try to perfect it, to make it even better. So then when I do put it out there, I'm inviting the spirit in. So for me, I would say the way that I bless the lives of others is I have relied on the spirit to be part of every single teaching assignment that I give. And it's my voice it's his message and the person that really makes the difference is the holy ghost.
0: That's that's beautiful. Um and I because I work with you in church capacity, I've been able to see this too in your storytelling talents and your your teaching talents. It's really cool to watch actually. And so I, my guess is you probably influence and bless a lot more people than you realize. Probably and maybe you've influenced other teachers and and their teaching style as well.
1: That's wonderful. Um, One more thing. How do you show gratitude for this gift? Oh, my word. I try all the time, too. So I'm a very gratitude person, first of all. Mm -hmm. Like, I every morning while I'm getting ready, I do a two-minute gratitude while I'm brushing my teeth, right? Because Mm -hmm. what else can you do when you're brushing your teeth? You can't talk to anybody. You can't do anything. So I'm brushing my teeth, and I just do a quick two-minute gratitude. And it's not every single time that I'm like, oh, thank you for the gift of teaching, right? It's not all of the time, but it's more frequent than not. But every single morning, I do a two-minute gratitude and I throw my gifts in there.
0: Oh, that's a wonderful practice. That's really great. So Amanda, you've decided to share a work of art that's meaningful to you. Would you like to tell us about that?
1: Yes. Okay, I can't remember which general conference it was where President Nelson had encouraged us to seek out the blessings that God has given the children of Israel, right? Yeah, I remember. children. So I was part of Emily Freeman, her institute group, Inklings, and she had decided we were going to do this. We were going to go through a six-month study, and we were going to pull all of these promises, he had done, and so we were going through them. Well, Eva Timothy, she is a painter, and she decided that she was going to paint all of those promises. So she did this artwork, and right at the top, it talks about He is a God that provides, um, pr- provides, prepares, and second chances. So it's like boom, 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 and then it's every single one. Of those promises that we found over those six months period of time. And yes, and every single symbol in that painting has something to do with a covenant and a promise that he made. And I love it. It hangs in my room right over my Chase lounge where I do my, where I do my scripture study and I read it every single day. Oh, that is
0: beautiful. Well, we're going to share that on the the blog for this podcast so that other people can see it too. I've looked at it. You shared it with me and it's it's very powerful. It was emotional for me to, to read that. Words are very powerful to me too. So thank you for that. And thank you for coming today and for sharing your gift story. It's beautiful and
1: um, I sure appreciate you. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been so much fun and I love talking about all of this stuff. So I love talking about gifts, about Heavenly Father, about Jesus. So thank mm-hmm. you for having me. Thank you.
0: To see the artwork that Amanda mentioned today in our interview, please go to steadfaststrengths.com podcast.